the Mark West Sports Podcast. It's the Mark West Sports Podcast. I'm Marcus Benjamin. He's Wesley Pierre, and we give you that real sports talk from Dade County, Broward County, Palm Beach County, more importantly, CanesCounty.com. So, West, man, it's been, I mean, first off, it's Thursday night, and it's 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 officially football season because we got a football. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, we got a preseason game going on tonight. I mean, I ain't really gonna watch it, but it's it's gonna be in the background, you know, just you know, just to have football on the TV. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I mean, Dolphins training camp is in is in full swing right now. Kane's camp is gonna start on Friday. I got media day, high school the next couple of days. I mean, what what are you most excited excited about, or or like, you know, what what do you want to see going in going into this uh, football season? Well, you already know when it comes to me, like the Canes and the Dolphins, like that's first quarter. But you know, like our previous podcast, like we was trying to figure out who do who are we more loyal to, or who do we vibe the most? You feel me? Um, for me, I would normally say the Dolphins. But I got to say the Canes, you feel what I'm saying? I'm looking forward to the Canes, you know, Mario Cristobal um, and um, um, the rest of the coaching staff, they doing their thing. Um, of course, media day just recently passed. You were there actually interviewing some individuals. But but just the plain fact that it's close to football season, I'm going to get football on Saturday. I'm going to get football on Sunday, occasionally on Thursdays. Of course, you know, Mondays, but it's not the same how it used to be. You know, I, but, but regardless of the fact I'm just enjoying the plain fact that we're like a month away from football. You know, um, like you said, they're um, OTA just starting with training camp with the Dolphins. Um, my boy, <laughs> you know who he is. You know what I'm saying? Tua is doing his thing. All of a sudden, you see the crickets are the crickets are coming out. I can hear them speaking. You feel what I'm saying? They're 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 flapping their wings, you know, or, or, or they're making that music that I want to actually hear. And what is that? The 65 bomb, 65 yard bomb mm-hmm. that we seen the other day from Tua. What happened to his arm not being strong enough? I remember saying Tom Brady was around the same thing. I mean, all you need is to be accurate. And that's exactly what he is. I'm like, what's going on? He's dropping dimes to uh, um, Tyreek Hill. He's dropping dimes to the Penguin Waddle. He's just doing his thing. You know, like, I, and I just love the little swag that he got right now. Just the plain fact that individuals counted him out. You know, they're making it seem like they forgot the Alabama days. Like, like they forgot that somebody landed on his hip and he had to have surgery. I wonder if somebody 300 pounds landed on your hip, broke your hip, and you had to get rehabilitated, expected to miss a year out, come back earlier, and everybody expects so much from him. People like me really didn't expect that much. Originally, you was on the same side was me, you know, give him a year off, you know, come back, do his thing. But I don't know what happened. You feel me? Like the media just got into Marcus's ear. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? And Marcus just like he 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 just forgot about Tua. You know, he forgot that we were were sucking for Tua and getting that 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 first pick. You know, again, we know the Herberts, we know the 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 um the other individuals that was picked uh after him and before him, and they kind of look 
better, you know, right now. But again, the reason why they look like that is because they were healthy. He was not healthy. Now he's coming back. He got the weapons. He got the penguin. He got the cheetah. You know, you got you got our tie in doing a thing. You know, O-line is looking kind of decent. It's a zone blocking offense. Like, from what I'm hearing, you know, like the running backs are doing their things. They don't look like they're getting like three yards a carry. They look like they're averaging like five yards in OTAs. And I understand it's OTAs. Um, I think yesterday was the first day with pads. It is what it is. You know, um, people got to understand. And Tyreek Hill said uh, the same thing. Like, people sleep on Waddle. People worried about me. Like, they need to worry about Waddle. I thought that he was going to lose the speed when he put the pads on. No, he still got that speed. He still got that giddy up. Like, yo, for me, that's the first thing I want to talk about because, again, I have my co-host, my counterpart right here, Marcus Benjamin, Keynes County right there. I want to hear what you have to say, you know, and then I'm going to go ahead and rebuttal because I know you're going to say something <laughs> negative about my dog, too. So go ahead. You got all to I'm gonna say. All I'm going to say is pump the brakes a little bit on tour. This is just preseason camp. We haven't played against a team yet. Let's pump the brakes just a little bit. On, on our dog, too. Uh, I mean, yeah, he's looked a little better than what he did in, in, in OTAs, I think it was, where he, you know, throwing a little bit better of a deep ball, uh, less than, um, better than that duck that we saw um, maybe about two two months ago or something like that. Yeah, he's looking, he's looking good. He better look good with players like Tyreek Hill. If, if you are overthrowing Tyreek Hill, there, there's something wrong with you, bro. If you're overthrowing Jalen Waddle, again, there's something must be wrong because these two players, he said it himself, it might be the fastest duo in NFL history. You know what I'm saying? So if you're overthrowing those two, then we have a serious problem on our hands if, if you claim this guy is supposed to be the most accurate quarterback, you know, coming out of college, most efficient, you know? Yes. Um, so he... He has to perform. I mean, the pressure's on. I mean, the microscope is so big on your boy Tua right now. Everything's gonna be overanalyzed right now. And yeah, if he if he makes a good play, it's gonna be praised. Everybody want everybody's got fuzzy, happy feelings right now. You know, everybody's singing high hopes, high hopes. We got high hopes about. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, we got hope. Uh, about what's gonna happen so any little thing that we see we're gonna be like hey okay we got a chance you know we got a chance to maybe challenge buffalo in this division we better challenge because that that paycheck that we're giving tyreek hill it, it's not chump change man it's not chump change and if you if you're not able to hit a tyreek hill or Jalen waddle then we got a serious issue but all i'm saying Pump the yeah. a little bit. You, can, you can't pump the brakes because basically what everybody been crabbing and trashing him about is he has a, a, a noodle arm. He don't have a strong arm. Like, come on. So we know he's accurate, obviously. I mean, he, he, he holds the records in NCAA. I mean, Tyreek Hill, I mean, if not number one, probably top five receivers in the NFL – like he's saying he's the most accurate like this guy got a super bowl he's done there he's been there he's done that 
you know, and for a, a, a small guy, man, I've I, I seen him next to Waddle, and I'm like, man, his thighs are huge, his arms are huge, you know, so that's the product of the of the um, coaching staff and uh, the um, strength coach, you know, getting him situated in Kansas City, you know, I, I, I see Waddle, you know, following him, you know, waddling all over the place, following him and, and seeing what he can do, what he can learn from from Tyree Kill. So again, he's going to do that. You're saying that he's better. He's going to do that. Obviously, like, it's just like, if you know that you got to pass a test, this is the only time you got to take this test. If you pass, you don't, you don't achieve whatever you're going to go ahead and achieve, achieve. This is the test right here. Everybody know Tyreek Hill said it, it, it himself on his podcast to know that this is the year. This is the time that you know, if you don't do it now, you know, they're going to find another quarterback probably next year. I mean, um, I think he's going to do it personally, me, because I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt, the benefit of the doubt that you gave him originally that you took away. You know what I'm saying? Because you said, sit him down for a year. Sit him down for a year. We both said that. We got it on video. That was that was in last year. He, he should have sat the year before when it was with Fitzpatrick. That's the year he should have sat. And he didn't sit, and they played, tried to play the Fitzpatrick two combination, which was terrible. They should have so just can you blame? entire year and just played Fitzpatrick the, the year after that, which was last year. I wanted him to play, and he was mediocre. He was mediocre. Like to be honest with you, like for me, it, it just seems like everything is all in a ball right now because it's just like for me on the Miami Dolphins is like we're cursed when it comes to we get the quarterback, COVID happened, um, and you you don't you don't get the time with the coaching staff, the playbooks, and you know certain nuances that you'll probably have when you go to the actual um, facilities. You didn't have that. That's one negative. Um, and then, you know, you have a coach that doesn't like you, um, heard those rumblings that you would curse, both of you guys would be cursing at each other in, in the, in the, um, locker room or whatnot, you know, that's not, uh, something that, uh, a young quarterback should be enduring at that particular time. You're supposed to be uplifting them, you know, I mean, <clears throat> first day of work. I mean, I, I feel like I'm a great worker. But there's a lot of things that I didn't know. You know, I had the uh, um, older individuals, even my supervisor, holding my hand, making sure I did it straight. Now, again, after you showed me and I keep effing up, then then cool. You got to give me the business. But if you, you're not even giving me a shot, it's like, um, you know what it is. It's just like trying to holler at somebody and, you know, she ain't feeling you like <laughs> what you going to keep trying or you just like F it, you know, so. For me, I think Tool's going to go ahead and have that confidence that McDaniel's been giving him. You've seen Tyreek Hill been giving him that confidence. Everybody's been giving him that confidence. And, and not just that. So much confident that my dog decided to go ahead and get married. You feel me? He decided to go ahead and get married. I'm married. You're married. Yes, Tua is married now. He done, he done jumped the broom. You feel what I'm saying? And, and we do know when it's like that, that's maturity. You know what I'm saying? That is maturity. That is a big step to get married, um, even though we shouldn't be in his business. Um, like he said um, in that interview, um, when when one of these um, reporters asked him, like, I heard you got married. And he's like, what? He's like, how did you know that? Like, y'all out of the courtroom waiting. You feel me for, for, for that information? Because of how do you know this? Um, but again, regardless of the fact, everybody know when you're one of these um, athletes, it's best to have um, a significant other 
um, better yet a married um, person at home waiting for you because it's going to make you come home when you're supposed to. You're not going to be out like that. You know, we live in Dade County. They, they hate us. The beaches, the women, the weather. And you got everything right there. You're the star quarterback. I mean, everybody's going to be throwing it at you. So if you know you got to go to the crib, you're going to anything happen. She takes half. It makes you go ahead and go home, not be in these clubs. Our clubs close at 7 o'clock in the morning, some at 10 a.m., been up 24 hours. So I don't think that's him as a person. You know, I'm just reading into his personality. But, I mean, right. a lot of people change. You know, a lot of people, you know, there was um, nestled in, in in their little house, you know, with their mom and and, and being uh, um, fed a certain dream. But then when you come over here to Dade County, you know, and you got everything to your hand to like, it's just like uh, you're at a, a all you can eat um, um grocery store or all you can eat a um, buffet, matter, matter of fact. You know, you got all the women's Puerto Rican, Jamaican, Dominican, Haitian, you got mixed, all of that. You know what I'm saying? So for me, I'm happy he got married because it just shows some maturity. Also, it shows maturity because like, look, when people be snapping on you, people be giving you the business, snap on them back. Now, again, I don't expect you to be like that all the time because you don't want to have that image especially with the reporters because they're the ones painting that picture of you in the media you kind of see a little a, a difference in tom brady also you know now that he's not with new england you know you get a little bit of that bravado when he's speaking about something that he feels is bullshit or like not 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 a question that you should be asking i'm getting that from tour and and i like that about tour because like if you're a pushover that's what people going to go ahead and do. They're going to go ahead and keep stepping all over you, keep trying you and this, that, and the other. So I love the plain fact that he got married. I love the plain fact that he's actually going against the haters, not me, seem like my co-hosts and other individuals. But but I just love the plain fact that you can see the growth in his um, mental state because, I mean, um, he's stronger now. You know, a lot of people, they, 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 they're mentally weak. You see a lot of things on social media. You hear a lot of the rumblings everywhere. I mean, this guy had a coach that didn't like him. He had Tom, Tom Brady. They were flirting with Tom Brady 2019. They was flirt, flirting with Tom Brady 20 um, last year. You feel what I'm saying? So again, it just showed that they probably didn't have the, the confidence in you. Again, and, and it's understandable because you wasn't healthy. You know, but again, right now, those things didn't happen. And I'm just happy that two was in this place right now. He's a married man. He he married a, a lucky young lady. And I know she got to be bad because, you know, like two ain't no slouch. You know, he could grab whoever he want to grab. You know what I'm saying? He's that he's that Russell Wilson type of individual. And you see Russell Wilson, he got Sierra. You know what I'm saying? So so I, I know that him right there mm, to a. You know, I'm a two and on. I know he did his right thing doing doing what he's been doing. So what you think about that situation? I mean, I, I mean, I like the fact that he's he got married. I mean, I, I'm cool with that. I mean, you know, I don't really have anything else to say about two. I got to see what happens on the field. I mean, first game against the Patriots. We'll see see what you can do against the evil empire. Um, yeah, I don't I don't really have anything else to really say about Tua. I wish him the best. I hope he balls out. He better ball out. And I'm not, I wouldn't call myself a hater. I'm just a realist. You know what I'm saying? A doubter. He was, he, I'm a doubter. Yeah. That that's a be, that's a better way to say it. I'm definitely a tour doubter at this point. I don't believe you. 
Um, I believe it when I see it. When when you throw in for at least 300 yards and you got a couple touchdowns and no picks, then I'll be like, okay, let's go to him. You know what I'm saying? But until that happens, you know, I want you to make a believer out of me. And if you don't, oh, I'm coming on you hard, bro. Oh, yeah, I know you're coming. I know you coming. I know. <laughs> I already you. know. I'm at two of very hard if he doesn't come through this season, like at least, you know, two and two after those first four games, because those first four games are really tough. I think we got the Ravens, Bengals, Patriots, and some other really hard team. Um, so, <laughs> so yeah, I, we'll, we'll see. But I do want to say something about our, our coach, bro. You see our coach over there with the Yeezys, bro, over there swag, <laughs> swagged up, bro? Of course I did. You know he was mad that that he didn't know that um it was a Yeezy day, you know what I'm saying? And they asked him like, come on, man, you feel me? Like, I'm missing out. This is what happens when you're a head coach, you feel me? You miss out on stuff like that. But yeah, yeah I, 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 I like that vibe. I, I like the like the vibe he's giving off. It's very, it's chill, but it's business and and and, and calculated at the same time. You know, and I feel like that that's what's going to be the team this year. It's like we're going to have swag, but we, it's going to be a calculated swag uh, this season uh, based on this on this coach. And it's going to be a little bit different from Coach Flores. And Coach Flores is kind of, you know, he was – I hate to say this, but he was, probably like, he, he was probably like Belichick part two. You know what I'm saying? He was like Kyler Ren if you watch, you know – uh, Star Wars, he's like, he's like that, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want any spoilers, but Kylo Ren, you know, he did some bad stuff in the, in the movie. So it, it it takes me to what was ruled this week with um, Stephen Ross um, getting suspended, I think, for six games and, like, yep. find – find some money which is like chump change to him because he's like 4. a 4.5 yeah but he's like a billionaire so that's like what nine fifteen dollars <laughs> you know what i'm saying that's what it felt like but the the thing was is that we lose the draft pick which i'm mad about but i'm not that mad about because we have another draft pick another first round draft pick so mm -hmm. you know just like Tyreek said what did he say he said fuck them picks, fuck them picks. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying, you know what I'm saying? That's, how I was, that's how I was feeling when, when this happened I was just like I was just like man man whatever man we'll, we'll just move on six games for an owner like what what what, how, what does that really even do what how, how does that why does that even matter that an owner is like in the building or not. I mean, he can watch it, watch the game on his yacht and just be exactly. killing, you know. So, so what? What are your thoughts on on the uh, the suspension me, and the fine? Me, I was I was disappointed with the whole thing. You feel what I'm saying like me because like how how can you um, take somebody's word that recently just got fired? They're gonna go ahead and say whatever they want to make you look bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, like we said previously, you should have said that a long time ago. That's how you felt. You know what I'm saying? I'm surprised the Steelers actually picked up um that snitch to actually go on that actual team because that's another reason why I be feeling like we're cursing. That's another reason why I be feeling like like especially Miami shouldn't shouldn't actually um pick up people that come from New England because they they you pick up these coaching um the um the coaching staff they come over here. I'm pretty sure they'd be talking to Bill Belichick if if 
um, if anything negative happened, then they got to go over there. You got to change the whole playbook. You got to change everything, nuances and this, that, and the other, because you know they're going to be snitching. That's why I don't like um, when he's grabbed players, defensive tackles. We got, uh, um, what's his name? Our defensive tackle went over there. I forgot his name. Let's start with a G, last name. But anyway, he's over there. Uh, Wes Welker went over there, became a pro bowler, Hall of Famer. Um, and then we get all the trash. We got the 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 quarterback coach that got fired by Brian um, Flores from New England. We got Brian Flores that wind up snitching on us, making us um docking us a first round pick and a third round pick. Um, and it's just like every time the Dolphins supposed to take a step forward, there's like something to take a step back. COVID, Brian Flores, it's always something. But as far as what the fine. Um, I'm comfortable with the farm. Like you said, it's like $15, maybe 15 cents for a billionaire. Um, I mean, they're charging like $40, $50 for parking. So you could probably get that one day um, of um, um, probably a preseason game as well. You know, I know it's preseason and people don't normally pack up the stadium in preseason, but you could get that from preseason. You could get that from the concession stand. So it don't really matter what the, um, what the fine, but, um, and it doesn't matter what the six games because, um, Stephen Ross um, has been known to be up in New York while he had um, his general manager and associates handle the organization. That was one of the negatives that people said about him. Uh, but again, I, like we said before, we like what he's doing to the stadium. He's he paid for the stadium when our own county wouldn't pay for the stadium because they kept, they kept getting uh, finessed by um, other individuals like the Marlins. I mean, and and, and I, I love what he's been doing. He brought F1 here. He's he 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 wants Tom Brady here. He went after him twice. He went after Sean Payton. That's a that's a that's a, a a owner that's showing me that he wants to win. And we've been losing for the longest. So I don't mind the six games because he don't he don't really talk to the players. He doesn't talk to really no one. Um, besides the general manager. And again, they've been saying that he's he he he. They give him a, a negative name because, you know, majority of the the um, great franchises that, like, you know, the Robert Crafts, they're normally there. You know, um, the Rooney family, they're normally there. So um, when you want to take the next step to be that, that new franchise that's on the rise, you would expect your owner to be there. But, hey, I mean, every business is ran differently. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I can't really knock him for handling other stuff him handling all that other stuff is what got us F1, what's got us the money to pay for all the other stuff that he got for the Dolphins. So I don't mind the six games. It's really not going to do too much um, for us. And I like, like um for me, it's like the first four games is kind of like preseason anyway. So everybody's not going to be in shape uh, or um, not shape, but football speed, like um because they took out a lot of preseason games now when you talk about the draft pick i'm surprised you said that you're not really too much worried about it because you have questions on tour you know what i'm saying me i don't have the questions i would be saying the same thing you were saying because i believe in tour now me and you had a previous conversation whereas if tour is not the guy i mean we have someone in our backyard i mean we got tvd at the crib you know what i'm saying this guy got the bravado that Burrow has. He said, we're going to win. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. That's kind of like what Dan Marino was speaking. Burrow, these great quarterbacks, they got that bravado. They got that swag about them. Not swagger, swag. You feel me? Swag was created in Dade County. So um, we could go ahead and probably grab him if we had two first-round picks. Because me personally, I think the Dolphins are going to be doing good this year. 
the second pick when it comes to San Francisco, you know, they're they're starting um their quarterback now. They got rid of um Jimmy G. Um and, and well, he's there, but they're there they, they asked him to request a trade. So we know that Trey Lance is actually the quarterback. And you're you're basically a rookie. You're a rookie because this is your first year actually really starting. You came last year, you got all the talent, this, that, and the other. We spoke on it with our draft um on podcast. But but again, I feel like even if he doesn't look uh awful, he's not gonna be great. You know what I'm saying? He's gonna lose a lot of games for you. I mean, there's a lot of upside with him, but you losing a lot of games help us. And now that we don't have our pick, we still have your pick. So if you can wind up being trash and, you know, give us a top 10 pick, hopefully top five, hopefully top 10, because, you know, they, they normally snub Miami. You know, when we when we definitely talk about the Canes in, in, in a few minutes, we'll we'll speak on that as well. Um, but but again, they hate us. So even though TVD may be the Heisman um, um, candidate, they won't give it to him better for Miami if Tua is not the guy because if he's a Heisman um, um, quarterback, they'll go ahead and take him. Now, again, we don't have that draft pick, so we can't use two um, two of our first-round picks that we originally had to move up. So we got to basically depend on San France and a third-round pick. Picks, period. F them picks because our general manager normally makes the wrong decisions when it comes to his his um, players that he want to draft. So for me, um, I really too much don't really care, but I care a little bit because again, we just gave up all our draft picks for um, Tyree Kill. Now we're losing another first round pick. Like it just doesn't make any sense when it rains, it pours. I didn't care when we did it for Tyree, but now we're losing a first round pick again. It's just like, come on, and we ain't even do nothing. You feel yeah. me? Like because this, this, this whole um tampering it happens all over the league and me what what makes me mad more mad and more frustrating was because you see the background the Miami Heat Pat Riley did the same thing when he came over here it was tampering supposedly I mean Mickey Arison was tampering with Pat Riley when he was a New York Knicks head coach and we wind up getting what we wanted and look at our team now you know what I'm saying? This is a football town, but it seemed like a Miami Heat town for the last few years, last 15, maybe 20 years. So again, um, maybe I would have probably been like, okay, we got Sean Payton. Okay, we got Tom Brady. Y'all could go ahead and do that to us. But just the plain fact that we we left with nothing, now we got no draft. The draft picks are gone, and we who we wanted, we don't even got two. So that's the only thing that frustrated me. But again, that's just uh, a reason why you shouldn't hire individuals from New England, especially if you're a rival team. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because things like that's going to happen all the time. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, I mean, you pretty much said it all there about about that whole situation. Um, we just rooting against San Francisco now. And San Francisco is probably not going to be that good because I heard Garoppolo is requesting a trade. And um, Trey Lance, I heard, is not not that guy right now. He's not ready to. I mean, at, like athlete wise, he is, and you know, just raw ability yet. But from what I hear, he's not really grasping the playbook very well, and it's just not really ready to be an NFL quarterback just yet. So there's a possibility that they could be bad. 
you know, um, and then they lose, we get their coach, you know, one of their coaches, um, uh, McDaniel came from San Fran. So, so yeah, I mean, that, that's just, just going to be something to watch during the season is, is, um, you know, just how bad they will be. Just would we just be rooting against San Francisco uh, for, for the entire season? Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's all, all the news uh, as far as the Dolphins is concerned. Oh, no, nah, not yet, man. You see, yeah. like, I, I'm going to ask you right now, what do you feel about a um, certain player? You feel what I'm saying? Because we got rid of Devontae Parker, um, big guy, athletic, run fast, and then we got another guy that, you know. You know, I feel like, and he's, and he's with the evil empire, too. Exactly. Um, you don't think they're going to steal some of our plays? Come on, man. Be real. I, I feel like he's going to have a good year all of a sudden. You know what I'm saying? He's probably going to play all 16 games, not get hurt. And then just ball out because that's that's how the Miami Dolphins undefeated curse goes, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, um, I I I think that Devontae's gonna gonna ball out as well. You know what I'm saying? Um, everybody that New England, matter of fact, everybody that leaves Miami, they wind up um having a great career. I mean, look at Richie Incognito. We've been looking for a guard for years. We let him go and he just retired. You know what I'm saying? He's been he's been in Pro Bowl. I think he made a Pro Bowl last year or the year before. Like it shows you that you know um these are the type of individuals that you need in a fight, in a dog fight, and that's exactly what football is. I don't need no no guy that's hey how you doing? No no no. I need somebody like what's good? You feel me? Ready to fight? But but again, the person that I'm I'm trying to talk about right now is Preston Williams. Like because he 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 tweeted or retweeted. Um, that he's not basically getting opportunities. And, um, you know, the other day um, they asked him about, about it and he tried to clarify it, clarify it because he, he got a lot of backlash because, again, this guy, he's been with the Miami Dolphins three, three seasons. And, well, this is going to be the fourth season, but three seasons. And uh, he only played for like eight games every season, if not all together. You know what I'm saying? I remember when I seen him in the beginning, he making crazy ass catches. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, yo, like who this guy is. It's like, we got two Devontae Parkers, you know, we got two big guys, you know, we normally have small guys. Again, we're going back to the small guys, but at least they got speed, but we got two big guys. Devontae's gone. Both of them are athletic. Um, Preston Williams, you know, I don't, I'm, me personally, I think that uh, a negative for Preston Williams was, um, all those individuals. Um, what's that guy that came from the Texans that injured his finger and never played? Played like one game and never came back. You got Devontae Parker, uh, another wide receiver that's always injured, always oh, hamstring. Yeah, Will Fuller. Then you got Devontae Parker, always injured. Then you have, um, let me see, Albert Wilson. He's injured. You know, it's always something. You know that that that. And these are the individuals, the veterans that that's showing you like it's okay. Then we had our center. Uh, he went to the Chargers, and, and he, he one of the twins, and, and he wind up balling. And when he was here, he's not practicing. I mean, in the game, he's doing his thing, but like it's always something. So for me, I'm I'm looking at it right now. Like, if you're an individual that's kind of on the hot seat, you're showing the general manager, you're showing the the public, me yourself. Um, the fans that you you're not really putting in that work like that because you've seen like Pat Riley, Pat Riley, like when it came to Kyle Lowry and all these other individuals that got injured there, he's like, it's because you're not putting in that work in the gym. You know what I'm saying? You're not staying fit. You know what I'm saying? So when I'm going to correlate that with Preston Williams, 
Like, how are you injured all day, every day? Is your foot, like, the whole year you're gone? Then it's hamstrings, then it's something else. And then now, you would think that you it's a new coach. Um, They're giving you a new chance. Why would you want to tweet something like that? If you got something to say to him, why you don't just say it to him directly? He seemed like somebody that's giving everybody the opportunity. You feel me? Solomon Kennedy is still here. I mean, they got rid of a defensive tackle, Butler, um, for, for not making weight. And Solomon Kennedy always not been making weight. So if Solomon Kennedy's still on the team and this guy, Butler, is off the team, it's just showing you that he's giving you that 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 opportunity because he's given Solomon Kennedy the opportunity because he's been in the doghouse with Flores for like the last two years. So if he's um not cut, you know, and they cut somebody else, that means that that other individual is not putting in the work. This guy's putting in the work, and now you're over here running your mouth, running your twat, like 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 you over here, To, like you're over here, Randy Moss, like you're over here, Wells Walker. No, you're not one of these individuals, man. You feel me? When your ass go ahead and and, and put it on the on the grid iron, then you can show me what the hell you about, and and, and you showing me you about that life, like like. Uh, Coach Cristobal be saying, then I'm going to feel you if you're saying like today I can't practice because you're showing me consistently that you normally do your thing, but you showing me that you normally don't do your thing. So why am I going to trust in you? You know what I'm saying? And we don't pay all these other individuals, these other wide receivers. You're not better than Waddle. You're not better than Tyreek Hill. They're not going to put you ahead of the individual that we got from Dallas. So, and they, and we just picked up Sanu. Sanu is like you, a big guy, but he's a veteran, you know? So again, you got all this working against you and you got nothing but negative things to say. And then when you they question you about it, your answer is, oh, I just want to hold the, the, um, the coach accountable for what he told me in the off season. Are you serious? After the first preseason game, he's going to be cut. That's my prediction. But again, for me, the question to you, like, do you think he's a cancer or you and would you like just get rid of him now or is his talent like have you seen the talent like myself? Is it the talent so great you just want to keep him? Because remember, we, we're paying him the minimum right now. We're not paying him money, really. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So what would, what would you say on that situation? I would say get rid of him. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you might as well get rid of him because – First of all, I'm not mad at what he said because he's not, like you said, he's likely not going to get no playing time, especially with Mohamed Sanu. I'm glad you mentioned him because he is basically the same type of player and he's proven. He was like the third guy for Atlanta or sometimes even the second guy playing next to Julio Jones and um, Calvin Ridley. Um, so you got a player like that that you just brought in. If If I'm Preston Williams... Well, first of all, I'll just let you know my reaction to it was, oh, <laughs> <laughs> that was my reaction. Like, oh, good job, good job. Like, like, like us Haitians say, good job. You know what I'm saying? Like, poor, poor guy, poor guy, because it's not really his fault that he's been injured. I guess, you know, maybe it could be training regimen, you're not training right. That's the reason why you're getting injured. I mean, you know, a lot of players, you know, are able to, 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 to not be injured for some reason. And that could be a result of their work ethic in, in the offseason. Could be, or just could be just bad luck. But it's really not his fault that he's he's been 
not playing. It's really been injuries. He's been, I mean, like two, two years in a row, he basically was injured for the entire season. So if the coach did tell him like, okay, we're going to make sure that you get on the field. And then all of a sudden you bring in Muhammad Sanu, I'm going to feel some kind of way, you know, like if I was him. So in order to put the whole NFL on notice, okay, you, you can tweet it out because, you know, all the other teams are going to see like, hey, we need another receiver. We could probably get him for the cheap, you know what I'm saying? And then thus he gets his quote unquote opportunity that he was talking about, you know, because I don't think he, he's going to get this opportunity for the Miami Dolphins because, you know, you, you, there's only so so many receivers that are really going to get the ball like that. And then we got tight ends as well. Kasiki's going to get his. Um, he's going to be that end zone threat, you know, even if you wanted to play that role on this team, because that's kind of like the only role you can really play because you're not going to be the deep threat anymore. We got two deep threats. Um, you could be the over over the middle possession type of receiver, but that's probably what Muhammad Sanu is going to be. So, or, or Gusecki. And I think they're going to dedicate running the ball a whole lot more because we got three running backs now. So, so yeah, I mean, I felt, like I said, I felt bad for a kid, like, oh, poor, poor job. You know, like you had to, you had to, had this cry for help on, on Twitter where it's, it's, it makes it look like you're the victim. It doesn't make you look like alpha dog. It doesn't make you look like, you know, like, you know, like I would have gave you more credit, like, I'm going to win my way on the field. Some, some, some type of thing. If you said something like that, then I'll be like, okay, well, you know, maybe he's going to battle for this job. Um, but when you say something like that, it's like, you're already waving your white flag. You're already saying, Hey, it's over for me here in Miami. And I'm going to have to sell my condo that I got in South beach or wherever you got it. Um, mm -hmm. and, 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 and try to, you know, go somewhere else. And if that's his intention, then, that was probably a good thing to do because, you know, I'm sure some NFL franchise GM is like, Hey, let's call this agent to see, you know, you know, if we could work out a deal. I mean, Preston Williams, when he was on the field, he was good. He was, you know, as good as Demonte Parker when he was healthy, you know, but it's football and the name of the game. You already know what I'm going to say. <laughs> Availability <laughs> is the best ability. Availability, <laughs> bro. <laughs> and and dude's not available, so I, I just got to say, you know, sayonara to you. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's let's work out a trade so we can get something back for him and not just let him walk. Um, but you know, I, I'm good to just get this point. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And and and, and like you said, you know, they brought some new over here. I mean, at the end of the day. He need to look at himself because, I mean, if he was doing his thing on the field when he did get the opportunity to be on the field, then there'll be no point to get some new. It's just right. like, why waste this money? So obviously you're showing him something in, in, um, in the training facilities that you're not doing certain things or you're, you're just showing people that you're mad. That's another thing, you know, just to show people that you're mad at the organization like, I'm going to get you up out of here. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, you're not what, – what people got to understand, you're not bigger than the organization. Brian Flores learned that. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of people learning that as as well. You know what I'm saying? So, um, it is what it is. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll probably cut ties. And not just that, but he's he's in his last year of his contract. You know what I'm saying? If he balls out this year, then he's going to be wanting a whole lot of money. And, you know, it, it just doesn't make any sense for me. Um, I would probably try to trade him for, like, an office lineman. You know what I'm saying? Because, again, we both 
don't like Austin Jackson. You know, I, hopefully he looks good, but um, you could probably trade him to like a team like probably like Chicago or something. You know what I'm saying? Um, send his ass off in the cold. He came from Colorado, so his ass should he, he should know how to play in the cold if they do trade him to like cold weather um, places. And and the last thing I want to say about the Dolphins that we didn't speak on before was um, how do you feel about how they try our dog X Man? You feel what I'm saying? You know we. We like Madden, you know, we're 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 one oh. of these. Well, I love Madden, you know what I'm saying? Um, I'm pretty sure you'll play Madden if you get a chance to, you know, even though you're busy with the canes and everything like that. Um, most individuals oh, like huh? He was ranked 89. He was ranked 89. I think there was like five or six. Um, no, matter of fact, I think there was like a few corners, like probably eight corners they feel was better than him. I'm like, damn, you, yo, wow. do y'all not know that since he's been in a the league, there hasn't been a corner with more interceptions than him? <laughs> That's crazy. Wow. You know what I'm I saying? Like, and, I heard something about it, but I wasn't sure exactly what was reported. Yeah, 89. And again, as soon as I seen it, I said the beach is the women in the weather. Like, they just hating <laughs> on us again. Like, come on, man. Like, y'all hating on us for Tua. You know what I'm saying? Y'all saying he trash. Okay, whatever. Y'all gonna eat our words in a second. We got, you know, arguably the best corner in the game. You feel me? Like I said, since he's been in the league, no other corner had more interceptions than him. I mean, last year, he he won us a few games by himself, especially the New England game. You know what I'm saying? Like when he script fumble and, 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 you know, did his thing. But, you know, I just – it's just always something about Miami, you know what I'm saying, um, that people don't like. And I just don't like the plain fact that they normally get it right. They normally do get it right. You know what I'm saying? But, like, come on, man. Like, how are you going to have all these other corners better than him? I'm thinking, like, at least top top three, top five. You feel me? Not top three, at least. Because I can't name any other corners that's better than him. Can you? Because I know I can't. Um, what? Jalen? Oh, yeah. Jalen Ramsey. I wouldn't that's even say one. better. But, like, yeah. it's like that's kind of, like, very close. If Yeah. Jalen Ramsey even rated. If he was rated, like, 96 or something, then, like, then – Howard should be the same, you know? Exactly, because they both play kind of the same type of game, a little off. They're big individuals. You know, they try to jump um, routes and, you know, beat their defense, um, the right receiver to spots and certain things like that. So Jalen was getting burned in the Super Bowl like a couple of times, bro. Like, I mean, yeah, yeah, it was the Super Bowl. Obviously, you're playing against – the best team at the time, and it was against Jamar Chase, who's like one of the best receivers now. Come on now, like Still, come on now, like um, yeah, but like yeah, I I don't understand. Um, I definitely can't name that many corners. Um, the only one I could possibly think of is Stephon Gilmore, but he kind of fell off last year too. Wait, what? You um, come on, man. I can't think of really anybody else who who's like a top corner in the league. Exactly. Just the plain fact that you gotta keep thinking like that, and you're you're not even up there with these guys. Like, come on, man. We 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 watch football. We're sports fans. We follow this. You know what I'm saying? Some people just follow their teams. I, I you know I follow every team. You know what I'm saying? Of course, I want my team to do the best, but unfortunately, for the last couple of years, we're forced to have a second best team. You feel me? Mine is 
anybody that have a UN player on there. You know what I'm saying? I'm rooting for that team at that specific day. But for real, like, it just doesn't make any sense. More reason why people are hating. But again, um, Madden do um, up their, update their their um, their rosters and, and overalls throughout the pre- um, season. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure it's going to go up. Um, I, I One thing that I did like about it is just going to give people motivation. You know what I'm saying? If you feel like you better than the ratings and, you know, um, Xavier Howard did say something about it, you would think that, these these um players don't even read up on these things, but nah, what you think they do when they're at the crib? Like they play Madden, they play video games. You feel me? We don't want them in the clubs and doing certain things. So it's only so much you can do. You can't go on yachts every day. That's boring. You can't go jet skiing every day. That's boring. You know what I'm saying? They're typical humans and typical people like us. They like movies. They like shows. They like listening to music, going out to eat, and of course they like whooping their friends' ass on Madden. Especially when I can whoop your ass at your house. We're online. I'm playing Marcus at his crib and I'm just talking shit. You know what I'm saying? Yes, that's what we do as men. So, you know, it is what it is. We'll see what happens throughout the season. We both feel like the Dolphins are going to be doing better. Um, I don't know about you and Tua, but, you know, um, I think we're going to be doing better. And when when when, yeah. when that happens, then, of course, I'm going to be right there with my popcorn like T.O., um, saying something to you. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see how it goes down. Obviously, I'm a Dolphins fan, so I'm rooting for Tua. I'm rooting for the team to, to be successful and and to win 11 games. You know, like, if, if you win 11 games, I'm happy. You know, if you win 11 games, that means you're making the playoffs. You may not win the division, but, but you may win the division with 11 wins. Who knows? But uh, exactly. 11, then I'm feeling really good about the Dolphins. So um, the only other NFL news I want to talk about, and we need to put this shit to rest because I, like, I'm tired of talking about this, man. Like, for real. I'm really am. I'm it's tired. not going to be to rest. <laughs> <laughs> I really am. But, yeah, I know. And it's just, it's going to keep going because the NFL is still jumping in and trying to have a re, dis, like, a another decision or reevaluation. <laughs> <laughs> Is our boy Deshaun Watson? I mean, Deshaun Watson wasn't really convicted of anything. He was just accused of a lot of things, and people are assuming since he was accused of a lot of sexual misconduct with you know over twenty women that some of it has to be true. I'm not saying if it is or it isn't, but what I am saying is that the rules are the rules, right? So if he's actually convicted of something, then yeah, you should probably suspend him for, you know, a year, I guess, or more. But since he wasn't convicted of anything, um, you get the slap on the wrist of a, of a six-game suspension. Now, everybody, not everybody, but a lot of people are, are, are up in arms about this whole um, suspension because they've already crucified him or they've already convicted him in his mind and in the court of public opinion he's guilty so people want to see him suspended for longer and I may not make a lot of friends when I say that but I think it's just or it could have been less because to me he wasn't convicted of anything. It's so, it's such a gray area of what actually happened. It's like he say, she say, and if there's no, um, 
if there's nobody else in the room really uh, a witness or if there's a, no recorder, no camera, no audio that can really confirm these allegations, then you gotta believe the women. What? Yeah. <laughs> then what do you what do you have against him? So I think the NFL did right by by suspending him for six games because it makes it makes him you know makes them look like okay, well you know there's probably some truth to this because if twenty women come out, you know then there might be some truth to it, but. They, there's still no proof. Where's your proof? You, there is none. So there is. based on just public opinion, you're like, okay, well, let's let's suspend him for six games. And for me, it's really they didn't. I don't think they really did it because they felt like the punishment was just. They did it just because of PR reasons, of yeah. public, just because. If you do nothing, then it's really going to be outrage. And then there's really going to be like, there's going to be a, 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 a line of protesters in front of the NFL facility if they if he got no games or two games or something like that. And which really is not even a lot of money for, for Deshaun Watson anyway. He's making a lot of money. Yes, he's going to miss out on six game checks, but he's going to make that up tenfold once he gets back on the field. And I'm actually excited to finally see him back on the field because last time he he was on the field he was balling with a terrible Houston Texans team um they were lucky to get as many wins as they had you know with him uh as the quarterback so so yeah I mean that's that's all I got to say about the situation I want to be done with it I want to move on I don't ever really want to talk about Deshaun Watson again because we've been talking about him for like over a year bro but man, it's straight bullshit. Let me just be real with you. You know what I'm saying? I've been saying this for the longest. Um, I mean, um, this is the reason why you had all those women come out and and actually um, you know, say what they said. And 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 sex they say sexual assault. You feel me? They're not saying rape, they saying sexual assault. How could it's, you know it's misconduct? It's not even assault, it's misconduct. Oh, see, sex sexual misconduct. See everybody's confused. You feel what I'm saying? We've been covering it for the longest and I'm saying sexual assault. You know what I'm saying? When it's sexual misconduct. You know what I'm saying? Like, the person that should be getting charged with sexual misconduct is the person, the employee. Not him. He's a customer. He's a customer going to a masseuse. He's going to a masseuse to get a certain job done. She need to restrain herself from interacting or fraternizing with the customer, which is Deshaun Watson. Am I right or am I wrong? You know what I'm saying? I mean, if you if if Watson is being accused of sexual misconduct, then that could mean he's pulling out his Johnson in front of the lady. You know what I'm saying? Or if he, they say they all had sex, right? That yeah, that <laughs> I, I, I always keep forgetting that they they, they had sex. Had, sex together it's such a weird, weird see, you see what i'm saying so again i go to a masseuse i go to a masseuse just pull out my meat right and she could call police she can do whatever you feel what i'm saying she don't have to sleep with me she sleeps with me right because she knows that i'm a star i got a whole lot of money one 
Some women, they want to get pregnant. Two, some women want just money. Three, some people just don't mind being a side chick. You know what I'm saying? They don't care. You feel me? A lot of people have different morals and different ethics. You're there watching this actual um, podcast. You may have morals and ethics, but someone that you know that's probably like these women probably don't. You know what I'm saying? You you can't be like, well, if I if it was me, I know this would have happened. Now nah, you you don't know what the other individual would have done. You know what I'm saying? So again, for me, I think all these women, yes, all of these women, because are lying. Why? Because you already know what I felt about the Bill Cosby situation. You already know what I felt with the R. Kelly situation. Of course, with the R. Kelly situation, yes, you are wrong for sleeping with young women. You feel me? But again, at the end of the day, you, we live in a country where everybody need to be held accountable. Mom need to be held accountable. Daughter need to be held accountable. You feel me? Um, um, R. Kelly need to be held accountable. I mean, Bill Clinton, not Bill Clinton, um, Bill Cosby just uh, basically beat his case. He had like 40, 50 people going against him. Same thing. You know what I'm saying? So maybe if it was just Bill Cosby with these so many women, and then you got R. Kelly, so many women. And then Deshaun Watson, so many women. For me, that's a trend. Maybe it feels just one person, but it's just so many people. Like, if you want, if you, if like, you know, if it's just one individual, that's what the attorney's saying. You know, if it's just one individual, you know, you're probably going to lose because they're going to say that you're lying, blah, blah, blah. The only way we can win this case, if we consolidate it with a lot of other individuals. So we can go ahead and study his name in the actual, um, court system in the public eye so he basically was guilty in a public eye you know what i'm saying especially right now as a, a, a women's movement right now like you can't say anything or do anything to to women you know what i'm saying not saying that you should ever do anything to women but look it just seems so one-sided right now you know what i'm saying like if, if the like they're basically saying that all women tell the truth all women tell the truth we all know that's a lie we all know that, like, women are more emotional than men. You know what I'm saying? And they could be the worst people if you actually scorn them. I'm just being real. If you thought that me and you had something that you was the main girl and you see I got other little thoughts, side pieces, this, that, and the other, you just thought it was me and you? Oh, no. Come home, my jays is cut up, all my clothes got bleach on it, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Some people, you seen a thin line between love and hate. What she yeah. did to herself, she made it seem like she was like he abused her. Like he she done hit herself with all type of stuff, called the police, he got locked up. You know what I'm saying? They make movies about stuff like this. Things don't just happen in it, like, yo, you gotta really think about it. You feel me? I'm not saying all women are liars, but I'm saying that a lot of women are very emotional, especially when it comes to love, when it comes to sex, when it comes to certain things like that. Like men, we could smash, pay her, keep it moving. Nah. Her emotions is attached to that dude. You feel me? Especially as you as an individual that, yeah, not only am I paying you, but I'm taking you out on restaurants. I'm treating you like you was my girl. We both know you're not my girl. That was the whole plan. But, you know, I want to make this a night. I don't want to just smash and play it. I want to probably go out to eat. We do our thing. You know, you a bad one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, you may not be even sleeping around. You, I'm probably the only one doing my thing with you. You know what I'm saying? So it may be a, a, a mishap in my part for taking you out and whining and dining you when we both know that it's just an F thing. You know what I'm saying? 
So again, it's different. It's, it's kind of confusing. Like I said, I said sexual assault is sexual misconduct. Um, like I never heard anybody went to jail for sexual misconduct. I heard people went to um got got um fired for sexual misconduct. But you can't claim sexual misconduct if you actually slept with them. Like that doesn't make any sense. You know what I'm saying for me. But again, hey, it is what it is. This is the world that we live in. Um, yeah. but but again, uh, I think it's PR, like you said. Uh, you know, the NFL want to make sure that the bottom line is not jacked up. That's kind of like even with the same thing with the Dolphins. You know, they ruled that the discrimination was a lie, the, the tanking for games was a lie, and that you know, like like we said pre- before in previous podcasts, like yo, um, like how can you have gambling now and then you got teams tanking? You know what I'm saying? So it's just basically the bottom line. So the bottom line, the shield got to stay protected with this here. Um, look at us all this time we've been saying Ben Roethlisberger you feel what I'm saying and we we finally read the actual case and I changed my opinion on Big Ben I can't call him Ben Roethlisberger you feel me because it's just like what really this is what happened all this time you see what I say and what other people say the information is right on your phone but people just don't go check up on themselves they go on what other people are saying so um for this situation i think the nfl also appealed because pr they know they're not gonna win but everybody's giving them slack for six games one so let me be roger goodell and be like well at least i'll try to give them a year i know i'm gonna lose when i take it to court with the you know the players association and stuff like that i know i'm gonna lose but on paper in a public eye it's gonna look like i care i really don't care but it looks like i care you know what i'm saying so that's what I feel about that. Again, the saga is going to continue. Again, you already said it before. I mean, they're appealing right now. Um, but regardless of the fact, I think he's going to land on his feet. Um, me personally, I will sit those six games. I will six, sit those six games anyway, even though I'm appealing. So when um, I actually do win the case, or even if I, yeah, if I win the case or if I lose the case, they can't come and be like, oh, in week seven, now you got to take those six games and sit to the crib. And, you know, at the beginning of the season, like I said, the first few games is going to be like training cap. So it's a 50-50 chance that you can win some, you can lose some, even with a backup, because all the teams are not on the same NFL speed, game speed. So you can steal a few games. So you don't want to you don't want to play the first six games while you're appealing. And then they 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 say that okay we're gonna keep it at six games and then um you we don't see you back until week thirteen and you could probably lose six games um afterwards when 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 all the other teams are really um intact and on game speed so for me I'll take the six games even if they're appealing I will stay to the crib and do my thing you know and not just that but those first six games in his contract he has the the first year he's not really getting paid like that I don't want you to to play around with me and then next year you're trying to take some money out my check next year when I'm getting paid like 40, 50 million a year. No, no, no. Them game checks really count now. If I'm getting paid only 5 million the first year, it don't really count. You're getting a few hundred thousand. Ah, it's all good. You feel me? So that's what I feel on the Deshaun Watson situation. Again, I think he's innocent. I think these are women that's after uh, money. Um, of course, even with the NFL, there was like 20-something cases. You had another, I think, CNN or CBS saying there was like 60-something women, but the NFL only interviewed four. 
and they only interviewed four because they felt like that's the only four that really kind of sounded like we could have probably done something. Okay. But hey, you never hey. know. Yeah, yeah, it is what it is. Uh, we'll we'll see how it plays out. Um, Cleveland Browns had to part ways with our boy Baker Mayfield, who is down in Carolina now. So. I'm, you know, you know, we, we're a fan of Baker Mayfield here on the Mark West Sports Podcast. And thank you for all the subscribers who subscribe to the uh, Mark West Sports Podcast. Make sure to follow us on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Instagram, Twitter. Um, you know, just uh, appreciate that. But yeah, not just that. You got to You got to You got to include Kane's. Kingscounty.com now, you know, you rivals.com. You like we, we over here doing the Mark West Sports podcast, but you definitely got to promote the Kingscounty.com. You know what I'm saying? You get an exclusive um um interviews and stories from the the Euro twins and Marcus Benjamin Benjamin. I'm saying Benjamin, you know, Marcus <laughs> Benjamin. And and um, you know, you guys you should subscribe if you're a Kings fan. You know what I'm saying? Kingscounty.com. Absolutely. Definitely subscribe to canescounty.com, part of the Rivals Network, miami.rivals.com. Uh, we're on Instagram, Twitter, uh, YouTube. Um, still uploading uploading videos to YouTube. That's kind of actually new for me. And I'm starting to finally get it, get the hang of it. And I realized, wow, I got so many videos that I could upload <laughs> to YouTube. I literally have like thousands of videos on my phone that I can upload to YouTube. So every day I'm just going to give you at least three, four videos. Yes. You know? yes. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, we might as well roll into uh, the Benjamin report or enter into the Benjamin report right here and um, really give you just, just a lowdown on the hurricane hurricanes ball camp starts on Friday. I mean, it, it feel like it kind of took a long time, but it feel like it's like, whoa, it's it's already here at the same time. Yes. And the Miami Hurricanes have, if you're a Miami Hurricanes fan, you feel good. You feel good about yourself. You feel good about life. You feel like the U is coming back. Um, of course, you know, we, you won't really feel that until Miami, you won't really feel Miami is back until the clock strikes zero on that Texas A&M game. I, I think that's like kind of like the measuring stick for, okay, let's see what we got. Let's see how the season is going to go. Because the first two should be easy wins. They better be easy wins. If they are not easy wins, then, then we got a we got a serious problem this year. But I, I doubt it's not going to be anything that we even going to sweat over for those first two games. So – so yeah, I mean, with just within the past week, we had the Miami barbecue and the cookout where we had hundreds of recruits across the country come and just vibe out on the campus of the University of Miami. Um, players as far as California came to uh, the cookout to just spend some time with the coaches um, at the pool over there. So it was kind of like a pool party cookout type of thing. It was close to the media, but uh, we was out there stalking kids, <laughs> watching them, you know, going, and then they would go onto this shuttle and then they would drive over to the, to the pool. So we were able to see the kids come out of the, uh, you know, the position rooms or the photo shoot rooms, wherever those are and um, go onto the shuttle. And so we got to see a lot of the players who were there. Um, there were five-star guys like, um, Samuel and Pemba out of, out of IMG was there. 
Mm-hmm. Um, of course, a, a bunch of the commits were there, like Jaden Wayne, Francis Malgoa, Francis Malgoa. You know, he recognized me from the future four, dapped me up, and was like, "Hey, my guy." You know, what I'm saying like, <laughs> so he he was out there, and dude is big, bro. He was getting mistaken for an NFL player out there. I was People just about to say that. Yeah, he, was, he a dude is big, and he's just he's just a really um down to earth guy though too. Um, really mature for for seventeen year old. Um, and then you know uh, Riley Williams, the tight end, was out there. Um, Jaden Rashada, the quarterback. Uh, Emory Williams, the other quarterback, was out there. Um, uh, the new commit, Tommy Kingsler, was also there. Big six, three thirty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just you know, big big dudes. Just I mean, out there, um, you know, enjoying enjoying the Miami life. And then we had. You know, uh, a lot of uh, Nathaniel Joseph, Rayway was out there. The twins, Robbie and Bobby Washington, were out there as well. So it, it was definitely a, a good, a good showing out there as far as um, you know, the recruits are concerned. And um, you know, uh, we we ended up getting a commitment out of it. It was the kicker for next year. You know, who happens to be what the number one kicker in the country? <laughs> okay, That's what we do. And then the current kicker, you know, is no slouch as well. By the way, the kicker before that won the Lou Groza. And the it's still, brother? Yeah, um, older brother Jose is in the NFL, um, going into his second year, I believe, over there with That's Tampa Bay. And then little brother is up for the, the same award, you know, list. Um, or was named to that list uh, last week. And now you got, you know, the kicker in waiting, and he's a junior. So he's he's a junior in high school. So it pretty much it pretty much tells you that you you got kicker locked down. You don't even have to worry about kicker for the next four years, basically. So so Miami, you know, strikes again with with another commitment. Tomorrow we actually may have a possibility for a commitment with Connor Lou. Connor Lou is the number one center. In, in the nation for the 2023 class. Most people think he is that. He's gonna be battling Auburn for his commitment. Uh, from what I hear, Auburn is, is not really stable right now as far as their coaching staff is concerned. But Auburn, Auburn and us are the two, te- two uh, schools that he has visited uh, the most. Clemson is also in the mix and so is Georgia. He's from Georgia. But, you know, I, I like the way Miami's closing on these offensive linemen. And, and, and these young offensive linemen, they love the fact that their head coach used to be an offensive lineman. And they got another, another offensive lineman on the team. So you basically got two offensive line coaches there to coach you up to be great. And um, the last offensive lineman they, get, they put in the NFL was Penny Sewell. So, I mean – Odds are it looks pretty good. I'm, uh, it, it's a 50-50 chance at this point, um, but we'll see what happens tomorrow with, with Connor Lou. Um, but, yeah, the Hurricanes, that, that whole barbecue was, was a complete uh, success. I know you was watching it on social media. Wes, um, was. <laughs> I had no choice. I'm like, yeah, you know, the crazy thing is I had got those tickets. Um, you know, they were free to the public. You know, um, I had got two tickets because I knew you was going to be out there. But um, me and Chris was – um, over here trying to see what's good with the editing. So I just was like, I'll take a pass. Tickets to what? To go to University of Miami on that Saturday when you was well, out that's, there. That's, that's actually this Saturday. The fan. Oh, that's this Saturday. 
Yeah. Okay, that, okay. Yeah. So probably fifth slide, maybe. <laughs> yeah. The fan fest is, is actually this Saturday. It's right after practice. So all fans can really just kind of go chill, vibe out. Um, you know, talk to some maybe players, coaches, get autographs, that type of thing. They're gonna have a bunch of, you know, regular fan stuff like raffles and you know, things going on, maybe shirt, t-shirt giveaways, food, you know, that type of thing is gonna be over there um at the university. That's this that's this Saturday. Um yeah, man. Um after that we had we had media day that happened this week where uh, the University of Miami allowed, you know, media to kind of go in and speak to basically any any player and coach that you wanted. But it was kind of like a free for all. So, you know, some players were, were more crowded than others and they only gave you a certain amount of time to kind of get as much as you can. I had my whole crew out there, um, <laughs> Euro Twins. I had my other guy, Frank Tucker, out there, myself. So we were four deep getting as much content as we could. Uh, as many interviews as we could. I uh, actually um, established some relationships with Coach Mirabal, who was the offensive line coach. Um, I actually got um, established a relationship with the quarterbacks coach as well, um, Ponce. Uh, so connected with them. I interviewed the deep uh, D line coach, Salavea. Um, I didn't get to defensive backs coach, Jamila Dye, and I didn't get to um, Kevin Smith either, but my guys got 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 to them uh so so yeah i mean it, it was it was a it was an interesting experience as it always is but i think you know one of the best quotes from the day was the one that we heard from from tyler van dyke yes so so what you think about you know what what tyler van dyke said man i mean he's he's ready for you know that that game against A and M, and he's ready to. I mean, he. I feel like he really took that Florida State loss hard, like we all did. Yeah, he took it like because you know they they played that game over on on ACC Network like uh, like a few days ago, and I was watching it, man, and I was like, oh my god, like there was so many moments where we could have just ended it, <laughs> so many moments where that game could have been over. And they just missed out on so many opportunities. I mean, that I mean that was one of the worst worst losses. Um, there's definitely losses that were worse than that, but the fact that we lost against Florida State, who was subpar last year, wasn't really playing for anything. Um, and we we were down. We were down big in that game to start off. I think they were down like 17 zip to start off this game. And then they battled back. They took the lead 28, 20. And then they ended up just losing the game. I think it was 31, 28 in the end. And then just like, just seeing it just, it was heartbreaking just watching that game again, because yeah, you stopped, you stopped buddy at the one on that fourth and 14. And even before that, on that drive, there was a fourth that not not I think it was the drive before. There was a fourth down where they could have stopped them short and that game, game would have been over a series before that series. And then you felt like Tyler Van Dyke, if he had just like three more plays, if he had three more plays or enough time for three more plays, I felt like he could have at least got us a field goal range and we could have tied that game, gone into overtime and won it. So 
So yeah, I mean, Tyler Van Dyke, I feel like is going to murder these boys. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Based on what he said. Yeah, I agree. You know, based on what he was saying, like, again, you know, that whole starting off slow and then, you know, trying to finish it off later, that, that that's always going to be a detriment to the team. So uh, we we felt the same thing with the Dolphins. You know, first one half we're doing good and next half we're not doing good. You know, that's exactly what happened to the University of Miami in that game. But I'm kind of mad that it happened, but I'm happy it happened because look in the state where we're in now. You know, we got the, one of the best coaching staffs in the NCAA. But, you know, going back to what I was saying um, earlier, you know, that bravado that, that um, you know, Tyler on TVD, you know, project. You feel what I'm saying? A lot of people be soft. You know, I mean, last year he was a rookie quarterback. And, and, you know, for you to give that when you're a rookie, um, people know when they're the truth. You know what I'm saying? I mean, at the end of the day, you got your families that and friends that be saying you the truth, but you know if you're the truth. And for you to go ahead and say that to the rest of the world, you know, on national television and, you know, people giving you slack about that, but you keep backing it up. Like I said before, six games, you know, you had over 300 yards, like three or four touchdowns in each. You know, that's what, what I'm expecting from you um, now. And you you still giving off that same swag. You know, that interview was great. Um, and again, um, with the Texas A&M, uh, I agree with both of you guys, TVD and yourself. You know, that's kind of going to be like a test for us. But for, for what I'm thinking, like, it don't matter if we lose. You know, it's just how we, I think we're going to win now. But if we do lose, like, are we losing by a field goal? Are we losing by one point? Now, when I say one point, I'm not saying a touchdown. Like, it's like 28 to 29. This is 30 to something like that, you know, crazy numbers, but close game. Um, I think we should be good, you know, because again, that's the test, you know, like you said, the first two games, it should be a cakewalk. We should be able to go ahead and do our thing with them. That's kind of like our preseason um, when it comes to um, the University of Miami, get get some of the rust off, you know, assignments um, that that you probably thought you was on point about and you made a mistake, you know, you, you're not going to be able to make certain mistakes with these powerhouses like Texas A&M, you know, of course, we don't like Florida State, but Florida State, they Florida, we got the talent from Florida, so their trash is something better than another state, so we know that these are the individuals that you um, went to school with, and there's always a competition, you know, um, I, I really truly feel like TVD, I'm gonna gonna hold hold everything down. You feel what I'm saying he's a big guy. He's a guy with swag. And just looking at him, he looks like a like a real quarterback. Not a high school, not a college, but he looks like a professional quarterback that should be in the NFL. You know what I'm saying? Just his whole look. You know what I'm saying? He reminds me like a young Big Ben. You know what I'm saying? Because he's big as hell. He, I mean, he can run. He choose not to run majority of the time because he got the arm. You know, that's a smart thing. Um, you don't want to get injured running when you know you can get more yards passing the ball, um, especially with the athletes that we got on our team. But, yeah, everything that he said was on point, spot on. I still like the swag. I like the bravado and keep doing that. You feel me? Because that's what I'm known to expect from you now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I totally agree with everything that you're saying about TVD. And he also – conveyed that that swag when he was at ACC media day and really just kind of showing that he's confident he's ready to kind of go out there and and really um ball out and um I do want to let let people know though he's probably not going to put up as high numbers as he did last year because last year we just 
you know, we were just our defense wasn't wasn't good. Let, let's just let's just be real. The defense wasn't good. They was giving up a lot of points, and Tyler Van Dyke had to throw us to victories sometimes. But I don't think he really needs to do that so much this year because the offensive line should be much improved. There should be a, 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 a high dedication to the to the running game. I really think the running game is going to be totally different this season. Um, for, you know, for, for various reasons. And you can read all about it on canescounty.com about why I think the running game will and just the offensive line all together is going to be much better uh, this season. But on the defensive side, you know, we, we got a leader that we got a guy that can step into a leadership role. And that's James Williams, James Williams only being a, only being a sophomore, um, was a true freshman last year, 31 tackles, two interceptions, and four four passes, um, mm-hmm. pass breakups, and he didn't even start every game. So he was actually nominated for the Defensive Player of the Year award, and he had this to say um, on media day. So just, just kind of hearing that, you kind of love to hear the energy, you know, from 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 the young man um, from Opelaka. Um, he is really ready. He's hungry. Like like he said, he said they like wolves out. They, they're like hungry, like, <laughs> you know, dogs, you know, foaming out the mouth, chomping at the bit, ready to get out there and, and, and lay the wood, you know. Um, so I, I'm excited to – kind of see him play and the entire defense because it's not like the offense was really that bad. Now the running game was, was not even good either. Um, last, last season, they kind of abandoned the run be, uh, because they were down a lot in games. Um, and that's something else. Like I want to see improve. I don't want to just like, there's so many times, Wes, I know you, I know you feel this way. It's like you start watching the game and then all of a sudden we down like three touchdowns. And it's like, what the hell? Did we even prepare for this game? Did, did we even look at the film? I mean, that that's kind of how it, it, it felt um, going into a lot of these games, including that one against Florida State. And, and you know, even a couple of years ago against Clemson, it's like you're down so much. It's like the one against Alabama. It's like before you even sat down, we were down like three, four touchdowns, you know? <laughs> like it's yeah, just it you don't want to see that type of – game or that type of start and I don't think he will with this type of coaching staff I think they're gonna have them boys ready to play every game and have them mentally prepared um and James Williams has an opportunity to really kind of step into the role and be be you know one of the dogs or one of the alpha dogs on that on that on that uh defensive side of the ball um yeah. I hope he can you know be that for the team yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I agree. I agree with what you saying. Um, I mean, I've been thought he was a dog. You know, this guy, you look at him on the field and he's just so much bigger than everybody else. Normally, when I watch the Canes these last few years, our O-line seems smaller than every other O-line. Our linebackers look smaller. Everything looks smaller. Um, you know, when you see Alabama and, and the Clemsons and the Georgias, these, these, um, even the Texas A&M's, you know, these schools, like their, their, their players look like NFL guys, you know, 300 and some change, you know, that's what we're getting. And I'm, you know, me, I used to rationalize it where I'm like, 
probably is because we're hot. We're we're in Miami, so we're burning a lot more calories than these uh, <laughs> other individuals in these places. But nah, that's not not the case. You know what I'm saying? So for me, um, hearing that from James Williams, he big guy. This guy looked like he should be a linebacker um, or hybrid safety linebacker, something, you know. Um, I mean, I like his game. He 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 liked to be up in the line in the box, you know. But, again, um, I think they're going to find a way to get all these safeties in the game. I think he's going to be the leader of the safety room, to be honest with you. Um, and, and I think as long as he was playing, as long as he continued playing like he was playing last year, again, um, only only knocks on his game was when he would not wrap up when he was tackling. But, you know, that was one of the things that Mario Cristobal and company spoke on, you know, is wrapping up. You know, we're dead last when it came to tackling in, in college football, if not close to dead last. And that's not something that you uh, want to associate with the University of Miami. We the one that created swag. We the one that have all these 30 for 30s um, on our specific team. So it just shows you that uh, and not just that. Um, we're the ones that get the hate, you know what I'm saying? When, 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 if you are the five-star player, you come to Miami, now you're a four-star player. If you're a four-star player, now you're a three-star player. And, you know, that's just from all the hate. So for me, with James Williams, if he could stay healthy, because later in um, the season, he did get injured with, a I think, a shoulder injury, um, and he, if he could wrap up, I think he could be great. I mean, the guy grew up in Opelaka. You already know coming in Dade County, there's a lot of places that you probably don't want to uh, raise your children in. I mean, I mean, Opelaka is one of them. You know, you have probably um, Brown Subs is another one. Uh, you have um, um, Overtown. Those are kind of like the um, rugged um, um, places. Um, again, there's there's violence and there's you know um, poverty everywhere. But in those certain places, is it, it seems like it's a lot worse. Um, than the rest of the surrounding um, um, counties. But for me, um, he already succeeded. You know what I'm saying? He, he, he made it out of Opelika. He made it to the University of Miami. Um, he had people like me and yourself talking about him on our uh, on podcast. So that just shows that, that um, he's hungry. And like you said, you know, and like he said, um, look, we're hungry like wolves. You feel me? Bam out of bio call. Um, the the heat, the kennel, we're in the kennel. So yes, we're in the kennel. Like Dade County is the kennel. We full of dogs, we're full of wolves. We ready to um put everything on the court or on the field, um, depending on what sport. And I really truly feel like James Williams will definitely have an impact, especially with all these um, coaching staffs. And for me, I think it just was a, a respect thing when it came to not wrapping up and this, that, and the other, because um, like I said on previous podcasts, when um, Silvera said, yo, like I will snap on people when they joking around because we lost, y'all happy, you know what I'm saying? And when I go snap on them, you got the head coach um, saying, no, don't, don't, don't say that. Like, nah, what are you saying? You know what I'm saying? Like you had, you had Iggy the other day just gave a, 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 uh, a speech to the University of Miami, like, yo, like basically checking people. You feel what I'm saying? You going you showing me that you you're hungry and you're about that life and you're 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 doing it for the man next to you. You know what I'm saying? So so again, um I truly feel like all these people around um Jimmy Johnson coming in and times having speeches, you know, um and all these Hall of Famers and and people that have been in the game and is well respected, I think um, those individuals gonna have an impact on 
all of our players and not just the players, but it's going to build confidence for us as fans. And, you know, um, I, I truly feel like the University of Miami is definitely headed in the right um, direction, especially with James Williams. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, that's that that's the kind of swag that or confidence or or you know alpha dog mentality that you want to see coming from your your potential leaders on this football team. So, yeah, I mean, every week we we have something great to say about the hurricane, and and with these next couple of weeks, you'll really see like who are going to be the starters, like who who is really going to be the the players that are, that are going to shine, and. Um, you know, that there's a lot of positions that are kind of up for grabs. Um, linebacker is pretty much up for grabs. Um, offensive line, uh, you know, we're not exact, absolutely sure who's going to be the, the starting five for the, for the O-line. Running backs, you pretty much kind of know who they're going to be, but you don't know who's going to get the most carries or who's going to be the first, uh, you know, the starter of the, uh, of, of the game. Could be Jalen Knighton, could be Don Chaney, could be Henry Parrish, um, Trevante Citizen. From what I see, looks. I mean, he just just got there and he looks like he could be out there and be the number one back. So he could be the superstar in waiting um, at, at running back. And I didn't even talk about that. That Franklin, who's been dominating high school football, had 300 yards in a championship game, is also you know part of that running back squad as well. Receiver, you don't really know who's going to be wide receiver one. Um, you know, Xavier Restrepo is going to be likely that slot receiver, but who's going to be the one on the two on the outside? Is it going to be Keyshawn Smith? Is it going to be Frank Ladson? Is it going to be the Juco transfer on uh, Colby Young? Um, or is it going to be one of the young guys like Romello Brinson? I mean, he's coming back from, from injury. Um, so it's pretty much going to be one of those guys, a receiver, Tight end, you already know it's going to be Will Mallory. I mean, that's pretty much a done deal. But Arroyo's going to be there too, and he's the better blocking tight end, so he might get more snaps than um than than Mallory. And then you got you know Skinner, who's a really athletic tight end. Um, you know, just came in. Um, Cristobal was able to flip him from Alabama to come to Miami. So you already know what kind of talent you're getting if um, Nick Saban was trying to get him. And then the D-line, too. The D-line is kind of who's going to be starting on this D-line because you think maybe um, Javari Harvey is going to be one of the defensive ends. And Mitchell Lagude, who's one of the transfers from UCLA, I think is probably going to be one of the starters. And then you got Leonard Taylor, who's kind of like um, James Williams, was a freshman last year, shine. Now he's coming in as a sophomore was a five-star coming out of high school, out of Dade County. So is he, he going to be that guy? Then you got Jacob Lichtenstein, also coming from the West Coast at USC, but he's originally from here and is um, you know likely going to be that other D tackle. But linebacker, completely up, up for grabs. You got Corey Flagg, possibly going to be the guy because he led the team in tackles last year. Uh, Wayman Steed, no one really likes him because, you know, Missed tackle. There was plenty of missed tackles from Wayman Steed last season. Um, Wesley Basaint, young guy, but a lot of great things people say. Uh, people are saying about him from Miami Central. <clears throat> and then you got Tyreek Stevenson. You you, you think that's going to be your number one corner? You know, there's no doubt about that. But who's going to be the other corner? 
Is it going to be Corey Couch? Is it going to be Al Blaze? Is it going to be DJ Ivy again? Um, or is it going to be one of those young guys who come in like Chris Graves, one of the recruits? Uh, safety is pretty much locked down. You got three really good safeties with James Williams, Avante Williams, and Cameron Kinches. Um, So safety, I think, is – and even Brian Ballum, who doesn't get a lot of playing time, is a decent player as well out of Miramar. Um, and then you got your punter coming back. He's probably the best punter in, in college football. Got the most tax. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we are, I already talked about the kicker. So mine is pretty in pretty pretty good shape. It's just linebacker is gonna be a question. Who's gonna who's gonna, you know, um step up on the D line and the O line and who's gonna be wide receiver one? Those are really kind of the main questions going into this off into this uh fall camp. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll see how it all plays out. Um, we are going to have coverage. Kane's County is going to have coverage of that first practice. Uh, the Euro Twins are going to be down there. Um, myself and Frank, we're going to be at the high school media day um, for the first day. And then Saturday, uh, we have actually another media day. So it'll probably be the same same type of deal. I'm um, going to have the Euro Twins um, cover the, uh, the practice. But after that, you know, um, pretty much everybody will be down there because media days will be over and it'll be a full go with the hurricanes. Um, so I didn't mean to bore y'all with all of that information, but it's, it's all, it's all, it's all stored in, in the brain here. And like, this is what I do, man. This is, I'm, I'm all in it all the time now. So I could just rattle off names like that off the top of my head and, uh, yeah, so so that that's pretty much what to look forward to with the University of Miami, bro. Yeah, we 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 look, look you're not boring nobody. We love the Kings, you feel me? Especially on the Mark West Sports Podcast. Anything Miami, Heat, Dolphins, Canes, you know, even the Panthers, you know, we we definitely love them and we love everything that you 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 doing and saying, you know, because without you, um certain real stories we're not gonna go ahead and get. You know what I'm saying? So for me, um, yeah, you know, I'm looking forward to the season. Um, definitely think we're gonna do um big things. Uh we're not back yet, but we're back to work. So um yeah. <laughs> we could go ahead and transition to another story. Um, unfortunate story at that, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you got Bill Russell, you know what I'm saying? Um, Bill Russell's passes away at eight eight, you know what I'm saying? Like when I heard it, I, I was like, damn, that's messed up. You know what I'm saying? 11 time NBA champion. Um, I think he's a five time MVP, 12 time NBA All Star. Um, you know, I think he was the first actual black head coach in, in all of um, sports as well. And that's, that's another good thing. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think he got that in 1966, but. Yeah, it's unfortunate that he passed away. Um, when he passed, I went and looked back and looked at a few highlights um, of him because, of course, it was before I always even thought of it being born. But, you know, sometimes when you don't go back and see it for yourself, um, you don't really appreciate it like you should. Same thing when it comes to, like, slavery. People talk about it, but when they actually see what was actually done, then it hurts a little bit more. You know what I'm saying? So when I actually seen the actual video of his highlights, I just was like, damn, what? Like, 
he, you know, he's going from one one side of the court to the other side of the court, quick as hell, dunking, layups, you know, passing the ball. You know, um, basically, uh, he was a LeBron. He was the MJ. He was these individuals before these guys came here. And I respect him a lot more because he was playing um, during that time where it was a lot more hate towards um, people of color. Um, I mean, we I seen the 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 um, documentary or like the series Winning Time, and you know I seen how Boston um, was back then. Um, they're kind of like that now. We had LeBron James speak on Boston as well on his um um you know Barber show where he said like you know they're racist over there. I mean, obviously the Winning Time showed that Boston was racist, and for him to you know, uh, endure that and still succeed and still be the best player and still win 11 championships, be MVP, you know, all this stuff, be the first um, black head coach in any franchise in, in sports. You know, it just shows um, that he he he's a strong individual and a lot of people should say he's a great individual. Right now we're talking about LeBron James. Is he's better than, is he the greatest of all time? Is Jordan the greatest of all time, but like if we base it on rings, and this guy's the greatest of all time, obviously. I mean, uh, when he did die, you seen the reaction from from all of the the great players, MJ, LeBron. If Kobe was here, I'm pretty sure he would have said something as well. Um, it's just a big loss. Of course, he he um he lived a good life, a long life. Um, not that long. Um for myself because you know my grandma she's 102 just turned 102 oh, wow. yeah so and she's kicking too still be trying trying to fry chicken and everything mm -hmm. like that but mm -hmm. you know for me and him i'm just like i think he died early because a lot of that um that happened to him early on in his career just took a toll on him early and it's just catching up on him now you feel me all the pain all the stress you know, all the sleepless nights thinking that somebody's gonna do something to you because of your color. Um, I think I think it just played a toll on him. Yeah, it's not like that now, or it's still like that, but they know how to hide it better. But I still think that um, you know, this is a great man and it's an unfortunate loss for all the sports, um, and especially in the NBA, because you know, um he always gives um his MVP trophy to the individuals that won MVP. And now you're not going to have that. So uh, rest in peace, um, Bill Russell. Uh, appreciate everything you've done in the past. Um, and, and you know, I, I truly feel like um, you did make your mark um, in sports, period, and in, in life. Because, you know, life is bigger than sports. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you pretty much kind of said it all. I, I don't really need to say too much about Bill Russell. Um, I did see the alert kind of flash on the screen. I forgot what I was doing at the time, but I was just like, dang, Bill Russell. I mean, Bill Russell is he's one of the greatest winners in, in all of sports. And some people might say, oh, well, he was he was in a league with like only eight teams, which is, yeah, whatever is true. But still, he was still dominating out there. I mean. It, it was pretty much him. It was pretty much him and Wilt Chamberlain during that time, and most of the time, Bill Russell was winning those battles. So, you know, Wilt Chamberlain, I think maybe has two rings, something like that. So, I mean, yes, yeah, a team sport, but obviously, Bill Russell was the best player on the team.
Yeah. So yeah, it's a big loss. And yeah, the the MVP, uh, I believe the the finals MVP trophy is goes to Bill Ru- I mean, is the Bill Russell trophy. So his his name is forever immortal immortalized. And yeah, the fact that he was at the forefront of the civil rights movement and and you know, he was there with I believe like maybe um Muhammad Ali and Kareem Abdul Jabbar were really at the forefront of that stuff. And he was the first head coach in, 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 in the NBA. And I think, like you said, in all of, in all of sports, and that's, that's something that, that shouldn't be understated at all. And, um, you know, rest in peace to, to Bill Russell, one of the greatest to ever do it. Definitely. Definitely. Um, I had a, I want to know if you've seen, um, matter of fact, before I jump into that, we got to jump into another breaking story that happened today. You feel what I'm saying? You got Brittany Griner. You feel me? Brittany Griner wind up <clears throat> being sentenced. You feel me? In Russia, you feel me? Um, WNBA star Brittany Griner wind up being convicted of smuggling um, cannabis oil and cartridges of um, cannabis um, in Russia. Um, she wound up getting a nine and a half years. She already did six months so far. Um, so she have a little less than nine years, but you know, let's just say nine years. She have nine years in prison in Russia and this is not the United States. This is Russia. This is a communist country. Um, I'm pretty sure their prisons don't give you certain treatment. You already don't have certain laws because it's a communist country. Um, and you're arrested. You know what I'm saying? Like for me, I feel a little bad for her, but I don't feel too bad for her. I know, you know, Marcus, you're probably going to have a different look on it, but, um, you know, for me, I, I truly feel like, like I said previously, like some people, when they have a certain amount of money and a certain amount of fame, they don't be caring about the small things that me and you want to worry about. You know what I'm saying? We're worried about the smaller things because we got jobs that we got to worry about and we got a, you know, we got a livelihood that we got to um, uphold. But when it come to her, she overlooked that. And I don't think that she overlooked it because it's just like if you're in the United States and you have a gun in your bag in the airport, how are you going to tell me you forgot your gun in your bag? You put your gun in your luggage. You know what I mean? I expect you to say, oh, I left my gun in the car. I left my gun um, in the hotel room. That's more reasonable. You know what I'm saying? But when you pack it in your luggage, then you can't tell me that it was a mistake. It wasn't a mistake. You probably just been doing it for the longest and nobody actually checked you about it. So you thinking it's okay. Um, one thing that she got to understand or a few things that she got to understand that she got working against her is one, you're black. Two, you're a woman. Three, you have dreads. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people don't like dreads. You know what I'm saying? Or, or hair like our hair, wicks, um, dreads, uh, locks, however you want to call it. People don't like that. You feel I me? Mean? Four, you uh, are attracted to the same sex. You're married to a woman. In Russia, um, um, Putin, from what my understanding is, he actually persecute individuals when they're um, homosexual or gay or 
or attracted to the same sex. You got that working against you. Four, then you got it's a communist country. Then you got that, you know, the United States and this communist country is not getting along right now. So you got like five, six things that work that's working against you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you should have been a lot more mindful when you was packing your luggage. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people saying, I seen the news today, they're saying that she's um being held um like not against her will, but she they got her basically like she shouldn't be held like in custody. And I'm like, that's where you're wrong. Then I hear other things where they're like, oh, they they want to trade this this um gun smuggler that killed like 25 Americans. They want to switch. They want to do a swap. You you we will give you Brittany Griner, but we want this 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 um this arms dealer to be out. And if he's out, then well, you think he's just gonna stop selling guns and stop selling arms to 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 our enemies? No, he's gonna continue. You know what I'm saying? So. For me, I don't agree with the nine and a half years. I do agree with her being arrested and being prosecuted. I mean, she did go to court. She did have a trial. You know, she did admit that she was wrong. Now, it was a gram of, um, you know, cannabis oil. Trust me, if you was in the States, that it was nothing. But again, you got to understand you're not in the United States. If you're in Cuba, Venezuela, China, you know, Russia, you know what I mean? Certain places like that, you can't do these things. If you're in um, South Korea or is it North Korea, which one is the communist one? South Korea? North Korea. North Korea. So if you're in North Korea, you you got to know how to act. You feel what I'm saying? I mean, Kim Jong-un, he, he, I don't know if he's still alive last time he was sick, but he used to come to the United States and have talks with our presidents. You know what I'm saying? Even though they didn't agree. You know what I'm saying? But again, when you're when he's here, he's gonna go ahead and follow the laws that 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 comes with being in this country. And same thing, vice versa. You gotta follow the laws when you're in another country. Now, for the most part, drugs are illegal everywhere. So it's not like you can say, Oh, I didn't know that this was illegal. You know what I'm saying? Drugs are typically illegal. So um unfortunate situation a lot of people sit gonna say justices wasn't served here but i mean you could go to dubai and get life for for bringing drugs over there so it's, it, it just depends on who's actually speaking or what side are you looking at it on me i'm an american marijuana is is not that serious. And again, I think they just changed the laws where marijuana is legal in a lot of states. Um, so she probably would have got a slap on the wrist. But again, we're talking about a communist country. So you're going to get exactly what they want to give you. And you, you, you're not going to have um, um, that leeway because you had a journalist that's probably in jail for the last three years in Russia and the United States wasn't able to get him out. But you want this this um, athlete to get out, and she really was wrong, and she really went to court, so and, and was found guilty. So, yeah. Um, hey, what you think? Hey, man. First, first off, uh, when I first heard the news, I'm just like nine years, nine years for a gram. That yeah. is like, to me, that that me being an American, that's harsh. That's really harsh. 
But at the same time, you need to know the laws. And and it's not like you it, it it's hard for me to believe that you didn't know, you know, that you didn't know the laws because it's not like you were there for one game or anything like that. You played there. You played there for a season. You were like the you were a championship uh, player on a team in Russia, so you've lived there for months. You know what the vibe is. You know, you should know what the rules are. And you know, if 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 you deal with that type of recreational uh, drug, then you should know what the what the laws are. Like even. Like if you're a player in the United States and you have and you, you know, are able to, you probably know if you're a player in the United States and you do that, then you probably know which states it's legal in and that you'll be okay to to do that in. And the same thing applies for international countries. So you should you should be uh, well aware of what the laws are and, and just be more aware of, of your situation and what, what, what you're doing. And then the fact that you pled guilty gives them every reason to do whatever they want to you. I mean, if you would have pled not guilty, maybe you'd have been like, hey, I didn't know it was in my bag. I, I wasn't I wasn't around my bag for this long. Anything could have happened. Maybe you would have got a lesser sentence. Maybe, you know, who knows? But when you plead guilty, I mean, you kind of give them no choice but to kind of enforce the laws that they have in that land. And yeah, there's, you know, I mean, for years, I mean, Russia doesn't, I mean, every time you watch a movie, Russians are like the bad guy. Like, <laughs> it's, been, it's been like that for years, bro. Like, I mean, why? Why is it always like that? I mean, maybe because there's some truth to it, or maybe maybe they really do have some kind of animosity towards Americans. And if that's true, then that's more of a reason to keep one of their stars from America locked up. Now, again, I do feel like nine years is pretty much, okay, your career is done, you know, Sam, because, you know, you've already been playing for a good amount of time and there's no way you're going to come back for something like that. And then you're in Russia too. It's not like your peoples could come and see you whenever, you know, it's, you're in Russia, you know, and it's disappointing to to kind of hear that news about Brittany Griner. I mean, she's one of the best women's basketball players ever. And yeah, you do you do have a lot of things going against you. And I and I can concur that they are against uh, homosexuality and that and, you know, the they are a communist country and they don't have the best relationship with the United States. And just like Wes talked about, I mean, if they wouldn't let a journalist go, why would they let you go? I mean, it's, it's just, it's just an unfortunate situation, but at the same time, it, it could have been avoided. You know, this is something that will put a lot of Americans on, on notice or, or, I mean, yeah, there's countries in Europe, like, like, uh, the Netherlands where Amsterdam is where everything is pretty much legal including all types of marijuana and prostitution and all of that but as soon as you cross that border to another country it's not legal anymore and you should be aware of of all of those things especially if you've been playing there already that that's the other thing that 
you know, maybe you give somebody the benefit of the doubt. Maybe you just go in there playing one game or something like that, or you go in a visit to see if you want to play in Russia for that year, but you've been playing there. You've been playing there for a year. You won a championship with a team in Russia. So don't act like, you know, don't, you can't, you can't give the excuse that you didn't know, you know, you, you just can't. And, you know, um, in typical American fashion, we feel like we should get our way. <laughs> no, ain't happening. <laughs> it looks like it's not happening. It's like, and Russia's like, ha ha, yeah, we got one of your Yankees over here locked up, <laughs> you know, and it, it's unfortunate for her, for her family, you know, for right. Yeah, wife, um, for the WNBA, if she was going to come back or, you know, it's just unfortunate for basically everybody involved except for the Russian prosecutors. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, they've been trying, from what I heard, they were trying to get her out like a month ago, but it just came out that they were just, that they sent like some kind of plea to get her out, but they've been trying to get her out for like, two months but russia just basically ignored them <laughs> you know it's understandable man like why would you why would i like me we're you're, you're i'm going to war with the ukraine you're supplying the ukraine weapons to to win the war that i'm having you feel me you make me lose so i'm not gonna help you in any way you know what i'm saying and you know if if we're gonna go ahead and use this as a political pond then that's what it is you feel me and that's exactly what they're doing um, you kind of could blame the WNBA because she wouldn't be over there if y'all ass paid they ass enough money. You pay they you pay them the average around hundreds of thousands of dollars, probably a hundred thousand the most, and, and you go to Russia and they're getting paid a million. You know what I'm saying? So you know, like how can we be um, this superpower or um, um, one of these countries where you feel like our athletes are pay, paid? um substantially where they wouldn't have to go to another country to actually play and this is exactly why she was over there she's over there to make money because they're not making any money over here you like so at the end of the day like you said her career is going to be over nine years um her career will be done she's been in the, in the league for a while like i said um she she she's a multi um like uh, i think she's a two-time defensive player of the year i think she's like a five-time champion or something like that yeah, something I mean, like look, you're 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 on every level that she's been on. You know, she won exactly. in college, she won in the WNBA, and she won in Russia. So, so, but, but that goes to, to what I was saying when it comes to you know people um, getting their way majority of the time. When if you always won, you normally get what you want. You know what I'm saying? The winners get what they want majority of the time. It may be bad to say that, but that's just the truth. You know, so. Um, unfortunate situation happened. Um, like I'm kind of like upset that we actually have to speak on this again, and we we're not giving you the information that we all thought was probably going to happen. With her get like a year or two. Um, you know, I'll just you know wish her luck, and hopefully, um, our president can probably do something. But I really doubt it right now because of the whole war that's going on with Russia and the Ukraine. So. I just, I just, I just want to, I just want to clarify, uh, because y'all said it like ten times. Russia is isn't a communist country anymore. Has been a communist? No, they haven't been a communist since like nineteen ninety one when the Soviet Union uh dissolved. But you think they're not communist? Look at Putin, man. But I think they're a commun. They have a communist party that's like the second largest party over there. But they're not. 
technically communist anymore, so can't really say they're they're not communist, but we know what it is. And and also that the merchant of death guy, I know you said that oh he killed 25 people. I don't think I don't think he killed 25 people. What he's in jail over here for is is selling guns to like terrorists that were plotting on killing Americans. Like they didn't didn't kill any Americans, but I mean that's what they said it on the news today. That's what I said. They said it on the news. That's why I said it. You know, they said that he killed he his his dealings had um um ties to um twenty five Americans that was killed. So he may not have done it himself, but you said he killed. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Okay. okay. I just want to clear that up. But yeah, man, if I'm in the car and, and, and Marcus murked somebody, man, look, I'm, I'm going to jail too. We get in the same time. You feel me? If I sold him the gun and that gun is the gun that killed all these people, then that's what that that's just what it is. He may not have done it himself, but you're you're highly involved. So um he's still a killer too. You know what I'm saying? And and yeah, unfortunate situation, you know, but regardless of the fact, um, this ain't even gonna be a story. You know that, right? It's gonna be a story for a few days, and people gonna forget all about it. Watch, you know what I'm saying? Um, trust me, and you gotta understand. Like, look, women been fighting for rights for the longest. Now all of a sudden they gonna come and pretend like they care about women in the United States like that? Nah, that's why we have the Me Too movement. They're still fighting for certain rights for certain things. Like, again, it's politics, so you know they're gonna make it seem like they care like that when really they don't. Because if they did. Women wouldn't be fighting for certain rights that they don't have till this day. We wouldn't be fighting for certain rights as or certain respect as um, black individuals if it was not like that. But again, um, you know, I know I know it was a mistake. It was a mistake, not her not knowing it was in the bag. It was a mistake like her doing that over there. But again, you know, for every action, there's a reaction, you know, um, and that's the reaction on Russia took. So, um, you know, prayers go out to her, prayers go out to her family, um, stay strong in there because again, you know, um, I don't know how jails are in Russia besides what I see in the movies. And Mm -hmm. it's always a crap show when you see the jail cells or what they got to deal with or the food that they got to eat. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't have any, anything else to say. I just hope, you know, hope uh she makes it through okay and i don't know but maybe she can get out early for for good behavior i don't know if they even have that rule over there in russia but i i just nine years is a long time bro like nine like nine years ago was 2013 like a long time ago (laughs) yeah so so yeah, I mean, I just I just hope uh, she gets out earlier than that. Let's just let's just say that. Let's just say that. Now, the last thing I want to go ahead and jump on, if you don't got anything else, is did you see what happened to To? No. Oh my God, To had to deal with the infamous Karen <laughs> at his house. You feel me? In his own neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? Drive to go get the mail. You know, she jump in the middle of the street, say, slow down, you know. And, you know, when she did that, you know, like, he's like, you know, he stopped the car, like, oh, what's wrong with you? Like, I almost hit you, basically, like, what are you doing? This, that, and the other. Then she's I, like. I actually got a little bit of that queued up. 
I can share my screen real quick. Okay. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Let me pull that up for you. All right, you can see the screen? Yeah. All right, so you can, can you hear it though? No. Oh, I know, I know why it's like that. Uh, you know, Chris, not, Chris, not used to it. I'll cue it up. I'll cue it up later, and I'll just edit this little, this little part. You right. feel me? Um, but yeah, um, you know, basically what happened was, you know, he was driving to go get his mail in his. I'm pretty sure it's a gated community. You know, I don't think Teal's just living anywhere. Um, but the lady, you know, she jumps in the middle of the road. She, she tells him slow down. Um, basically, like you're driving too fast and. He's actually not driving too fast. Um, there was another um, lady in her garage that actually seen what happened um, and basically was telling the girl, lady, she was lying. The lady, you know, racist as hell. She's like, you're a black man walking up to a white woman, you know, this, that, and the other. I'm like, what? Like, you feel me? Like, that don't even make any sense. Just the plain fact that you're saying stuff like that. Then your husband is there. Your husband is trying to tell you to go inside the house. Um, but you're trying to tell T.O. Oh, he lives in a poor in a poor neighborhood, but you live in the same neighborhood that he lives. Yes, in the same association. She calls the police. The police comes out. T.O. Like I'm gonna wait here till the police get here. Police is on T.O.'s side. Um, basically, the lady she does what a lot of um, Caucasians do. Basically, not. Caucasians period but a lot of Caucasian Karens um as soon as the police comes on the scene they start crying um so the police can be emotional towards them like oh my god I'm sorry like poor job like like I said and what, I must be believe huh what was she accusing him of oh she was accusing him of um being aggressive toward her which was a lie and that he was speeding and he ran a stop sign, but there was no stop sign. He wasn't speeding because the other uh, witness was there. And, you know, T.O. is recording the whole time. It's like a 10 minute video. You know what I'm saying? She she don't want him to call her Karen. The husband's telling him not to call her Karen, but he's like, you're lying. So this is what Karen's do. Y'all lie and y'all call police for nothing. The the actual um, witness is like, yo, don't they have a law when you call police on black people for no reason? Like you could get locked up now because the whole Karen law, like y'all basically need to enforce it and this, that, and the other. But, you know, T.O.'s like, man, I normally see this on TV, but I never like had to deal with this in real life. And, you know, understandable. I mean, you know, when you're a sport athlete, normally you don't have to deal with certain things. You, even if you're from the South, you know, T.O. grew up in the South. Um, and you know, you one of the greatest players, if not the second greatest player of all wide receiver of all time. You know, some people gonna say Randy Moss, of course, you know, Jerry Rice, number one, but some people gonna argue T.O. and Randy Moss is one and two, one or two A and two B, you know, what I me mean? or whatever, you know what I'm saying? But, um, yeah, it just was like, you know, like he's like, man, it's 2022 and we still got to deal with certain things like this. and. And, and and it just shows you, you know, going back to speaking on the Britney Griner situation, like, look, man, things ain't changed. It don't matter what country you win, you know, they they know how to how to uh, paint a per, uh, a certain picture to make it seem like things change. But a lot of a lot of times things didn't change. A lot of these racist individuals or people that have a certain ideology towards a certain group, they're still alive. They're still in power. 
they're still, you know, like in positions where they can um, affect a lot of lives. So when it comes to, um, you know, this situation with the Karen, like a lot of individuals um, that don't look like me and you still feel like they have this power because of their complexion when in actuality, people like you, me and you, you're like, man, that shit ain't flying over here. But when the police come over and if he or she don't look like me and you, and if we don't got a recording, most likely they're going to side with the Karen. You feel me? Especially if she's sobbing and crying like, you know, like somebody actually did something to them. But again, you know, people know how to be the greatest actors in the world. Yeah. Um, That's crazy, man. That's crazy. Crazy to hear um, that happened to T.O. apparently for no apparent reason. No reason. Like, wow. I mean, it. it's a... Uh, it's a it's it's a bad look for the 2022 caucasian woman <laughs> i mean because anytime anything similar to that happens now you're just going to be automatically called a karen and you're going to be filmed and you're going to be a meme and videos and 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 this is uh, you you're going to be ridiculed for it um and for good reason <laughs> it's, it's crazy that's this yeah that this still is happening in 2022 it just reemphasizes that this has been like if this is happening in 2022 just imagine like 1982 like how how often this was happening you know what i'm saying without no cameras or um, you know, recordings or anything like that, or if you want to go further, go to sixty-two. Like how yeah, when Bill Russell's out here, right? Exactly. Um, Things were like really bad during that time, or even further back. I mean, it's it's uh it's crazy because um, To is uh he's I, I mean, you know we're, we're sports people, so he's recognizable to us. If I saw To in the supermarket, I'd be like, that's To. Mm -hmm. Um, and, but you know to your normal schmarin karen she she's gonna just see another black man and and that that's the disappointing thing for me is that you know to this day you're still just using the race card to to your advantage and um you know i mean um you know even even emmett till's uh accuser just kind of came out and said, yeah, it wasn't even true. And then they try I heard they were trying to prosecute her or lock her up, even though she's she's old or something like that. But yeah, so I mean, you know, since those days these things have been happening, it's just kind of sad to hear that that's still happening, you know, to 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 this magnitude and to, you know, even NFL Hall of Famers like like T.O. I mean, it's it's just sad to hear. You know? Yeah, definitely, man. You know, but hey, at the end of the day, you know, this ain't something new and we know how to react to those situations now. Again, we're a lot smarter now. We pull out our phones. So you don't need to believe me. Believe the video. You right. know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. So you have anything else? Uh, Chris, I don't know if you want to speak on that Amanda Nunes fight, which I'll just say what I thought about that fight. Amanda Nunes could have ended that fight so many times. 
I felt like she wanted to torture this woman. You know what I'm saying? Because she got beat. Just to kind of give you some context, Wes, because I know you don't be watching MMA like that. Manny Nunez, one of the best woman fighters of all time. She beat, she, you know, she kind of really, really put her name on the map when she destroyed Cyborg in a classic fight. Um, but she got beat. I think this was like in December of last year, loses her belt. Um, and I was shocked. Everybody was shocked that she lost her belt and that she has a rematch with the same woman and just destroys her, destroys her, just sits her down so many times. It's like, bam, sitting her down, just like she could have choked her out so many times. I feel like she, she got her on the ground and there was so many times where she could have just choked her out and ended it. But she was like, mm. You know, beat your ass and more. <laughs> I'm gonna continue to torture you because you just had all these months with my belt, and I'm gonna let you know that I'm the champion. I'm one of the greatest of all time, and it was it was just blood everywhere. It was it was nasty. It was just she was just. But I to give the, the other girl her credit, she she kept coming coming kept coming back up. She kept you know, surviving. But I think, like I said, I think she was just toying with her. I think she just wanted to just brutally just demoralize her soul. And that's what she did uh, that night. What you, what you, what you were saying on that fight, uh, Chris? I mean, they were actually going to be my women of the week was uh, both Amanda Nunez and Juliana Pena. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, I think uh, even Amanda Nunez said that in her in her post fight conference was she was saying that oh I I could have easily ended that fight whenever I, mean, I wanted I to but I just I just felt it <laughs> yeah she it almost like she she wanted to make a statement that that uh, when that girl beat her last time that it was a fluke you know what I mean but I I got to give Juliana Pena a lot of credit because she she was she was game she she never backed down she was. There was there were certain times where it looked like she was actually running after Amanda Nunez. There was one time where she looked like she was literally running after her, trying to punch her, and she was just out of form. And Amanda Nunez just bagging up, bagging up, boom, clocked her, put her on her ass. Yeah. But there was also a few times when she was on the ground and Juliana Pena almost got her in some submissions. So, yeah. So that girl, that that girl's tough. That girl's tough as hell. So she's part of. Both of them are part of my women of the week. But yeah, that was that was a, a really gutsy fight. And I mean, I, I had a feeling Amanda Nunez was was gonna beat her just for the fact that I I always felt like Amanda Nunez was better. And maybe that that day that she lost the last time, she just had an off night. She had a bad day at the office. You know what I mean? But yeah, that it was it was a really good fight. Yeah, it was. You saying women of the week, man, like man. It should be that that laundry. You remember that lingerie thing that uh, those, I had sent Those you? are those are the broads of the week, the lingerie fighting championship. All right, we oh, we, we gonna put a clip on there for that one. Oh yeah, because I was like, "What the hell is this?" You feel what I'm saying? I'm like, "Yo, like, hey." I mean, I don't like seeing women fight, especially when they when they face look crazy after they get their ass whooped. But I ain't gonna lie, I looked at this little clip of the lingerie women in that. It's kind of like UFC, but it's just lingerie. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. I see, I seen the clip and I was like, okay, they, they may have something. <laughs> they may have something here because I may not need to know your name. All I need to know is, do you look good? Do your body look good? You know what I'm saying? Now, again, I'm married. 
I'm not doing anything. This is something that they put online or on TV so people could purchase. You know what I'm saying? They're not naked, but it's, it's interesting to actually see that. You feel me? They probably need to do that with the women WNBA. Have them play basketball like that because if they did, they'll get a lot of people tuning in. No, you don't want to. See, you don't want to see. You don't want to see them in the WNBA with lingerie. There's there's maybe like two percent that. I mean, I don't want to sound misogynistic, but it is what it is. You don't want to see. You want to see Brittany Griner in lingerie? <laughs> nah, not Brittany Griner. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Maybe Skylar Diggins. I know you might want to see Skylar yeah. Diggins. But... Oh, what? Uh, uh, the girl that had the OnlyFans. What's her name again? Oh yeah, Liz Camden. Actually, she was in. She was in the. Uh, I think she. She's not part of the WNBA no more. Oh, she, she found another way to make some money. <laughs> but yeah, man. You know. Um, they need to, they need to, you know, take a hard look at that lingerie um UFC. You feel me, Dana White? You know, that may be something that you may want to take over. I mean, Vince McMahon, he retired after buying the WWE, ECW, and all these other places. You feel me? You need to go ahead and do the same thing and go ahead and buy this lingerie. Um, I, I guess UFC or MMA, you feel me? Buy them out, and, and, and I guarantee you a lot of people are gonna make money. You got the money to promote it. Trust me, I'll watch. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, fight who don't even look good. So, so you, you know, I'm gonna watch that too. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, if ain't nothing else, just gonna conclude conclude this episode of the Mark West Sports Podcast. Until next time, peace.